genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we conclude our miniseries on the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise with the fifth film adapted from the Disneyland slow-moving boat ride, <laughs> 2017's Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell, but Dead Men Tell No Tales. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us to talk about curses, legacies, and the Spanish again is no one. No one. Scott and I can do this last part ourselves. Yeah. Um, we did it. We did it. We've come to the end of another series. Uh, um, we sure did. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we could just get right to it. Scott, did have have you seen this before? No, never seen right. it before. Never right. seen it before. Um, I I, I heard tell the legend. Um, mm-hmm. of its, uh, of its awfulness from um, me, from you. I have heard the, um, the stories of, uh, Johnny Depp being drunk and getting his lines fed to him through an earpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that being a very, uh, big deal with this one. Um, so it watching it this morning it um, will probably come to a surprise from everyone that I really fucking like this. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. And I wonder if the reason that people really didn't like this, because even the Johnny Depp of it, he's very sleepy in this. And he's like, he's barely trying. However, that's what Jack is doing. So it's not like it's out of character for what, the story is they're trying to tell, right? It's not like mm-hmm. they're presenting Jack in like a swashbuckling way. He's like sad and old. <laughs> so he, um, like, like with On Stranger Tides, mm-hmm. he, pl- he had a hand in the script. Mm. He collaborated very closely with Jeff Nathanson, the writer, uh, which we'll get to. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it was a Ryan Reynolds degree or... You know, but I that kernel of information became fascinating to me for exactly the reasons that you're describing right now. Yeah. Of like, is this a guy airing his grievances, Tony Soprano style, you know, to his coat, to his writing partner and is like, oh, this is this is the movie. Right. <laughs> he's, right. He's like exhausted and washed up and all of his friends have left him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. And I remember people being like, oh, yeah, like the two new characters that they're trying to force down our throat are bad. I liked both of them. Had a, really, mm-hmm. really liked. I feel like the reason the people really didn't like this when it came out was because, one, on Stranger Tides was so fucking bad um, that 
when they announced another one, everyone was like, oh, fucking come on. No one wants this. Right. And then and everyone just went and saw it like, God, fuck it. I can't believe yeah. you're making me watch this shit. I don't want mm. this. Look at him. He's not even trying. <laughs> and like you're just <laughs> and, I, and I feel like everyone just was determined to like mm-hmm. I just don't think anyone was in the mood for this when it hit. Yeah. But I feel like people are going to revisit this and there's going to be just like the third movie, like right. just like the sequels. I think people are going to revisit this and be like, this is actually like, you know, I, I lump it in with the fourth one, which is bad. This is not that bad. Like I, I liked, a, I liked most of this movie. Like, honestly, um, that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's great. That's really surprising. I will say, you know, I was thinking throughout watching this, I, you know, all the whole series, I've been hyping up how bad the fifth one was. Yeah. Because, you know, I remember it being kind of like a moment where you're sitting in the theater. I, I remember thinking, like, I'm liking movies less as I'm watching this. Right. Like, <laughs> something about the experience was like, what am I even doing? Like, yeah. But and I think it has a lot to do with watching this days after on Stranger Tides. Uh-huh. Th- this is absolutely better than on Stranger Tides. Yes. Um, a lot of this still was kind of a slog for me, unfortunately. Like mm. the ma- the machinations of the plot weren't as interesting as Pirates Past. Mm-hmm. But I think, and this kind of uh, it, it coincides with the the research that I found. I think this is like, yeah, like kind of a return to form mm-hmm. and has a lot of the playfulness that On Stranger Tides was missing. Yeah. And the, yeah. the pearl in the bottle aside, if you just remove that from the plot of this, right? Mm-hmm. If you you can entirely skip On Stranger Tides and I think that this is a better movie as a result because it becomes a legacy sequel instead of the fifth sequel in the series. I see what you mean. It's interesting that you say that because I think what's cool about this one, as opposed to On Stranger Tides, is On Stranger Tides, I think, is the only one you could watch by itself. Yeah. Besides the first one. Right. Like, it has no reference to the Pirate King or the Brethren Court or what kind of, you know, it, it's really standalone. But this one brings back so much that the fourth one kind of dumped. Yeah. In the way of, like, remember the mythology of these movies? Like, we're going to play with that instead of, like, ignore it. Yeah, and it returns Jack Sparrow to where he belongs, which is of that of a supporting character. That's mm-hmm. where he fits perfectly, or at least part of an ensemble rather than the star of the show, the protagonist. Mm-hmm. You know, that was where On Stranger Tides went wrong. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, I like this. I don't know. <laughs> I like That's really crazy. Movie. What a crazy <laughs> twist. Yeah. Um. So I, I can get briefly into uh, what the making of it is. It, it, it's pretty interesting. So Terry Rossio began working on this script by himself, uh, sans Ted, El- Ted Elliott, in January of 2012. Uh, the script was ultimately rejected after some time, reportedly because uh, it featured the franchise's first female villain. And uh, Johnny Depp was worried that uh, it would draw comparisons to his 2012 film, Dark Shadows, which also had a female villain. Okay. I feel like that's a stretch. (laughs) I like, I don't like, I almost don't want to believe that Depp, like that sounds like so stupid. Yeah. But, 
but like because like what's the logic behind that because that movie bombed and does he is that why he doesn't want a female villain or is it because oh people will think oh that's just like a smash it film dark shadows that my assistants <laughs> say everyone loved you know oh boy okay yeah so, very strange uh that's a that's a real bummer when you think about how cool the pirate villains are the idea of like a, you know like yeah margot robbie, <laughs> margot robbie but that's uh, oh, for the in-between episode, I'm going to do research on the history of the reboot they've been trying to make. Oh, nice. Okay, and cool. I'm parse, about out, that. parse out the Karen Gillan and Margot Robbie of it all. Yeah. Um, but in any event, uh, so yeah, the, 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 the Ted Rocio, T- Terry Rocio script uh-huh. was rejected and uh, a new writer was found in January of 2013, uh, Jeff Nathanson. Who's no slouch. I don't have any of his credits in front of me, but I remember when I looked through it, I was like, oh, okay. He was like a writer. Mm. Um, I don't know if I want to lose a couple seconds, like looking through my phone, but, um, but yeah, in any event he was hired and uh, the script was in progress with a planned 2015 release, which of course wouldn't happen. Um, okay, so he is the writer of Speed 2 Cruise Control, Catch Me If You Can, <laughs> Rush Hour 2, The Lion King Remake, uh, Tower Heist, um, uh, mm. The Terminal, um, mm. Rush Hour 3. Weird how he just keeps shooting back and forth between Brett Ratner and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Just Yeah, that's very weird. But yeah, that's, cl- that's a, his... A, a, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> a class act and a and a and a bullfrog in a jar. Yeah. Well. Um, anyway, so yeah, so so a, a screenwriter of some note, but then the hunt was on for a new director, and Disney proceeded to make their way through a failed wish list that included everyone from Tim Burton, uh, Sam Raimi, mm. Alfonso Cuarón, mm. uh, even Gore Verbinski again. Um, uh, Marshall was. Oh, you have any? Let's let's hold on. Let's please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some big names I just dropped. Let's talk about each one of those as a possibility. Um, So you have Tim Burton. Tim Burton, terrible choice for this. Uh, I thought I was like, why would he say no to this? Because it's his best friend and easy money. But I think it would have been too hard. I think it would have been too hard, and also it's a pre-established look, aesthetic, and I don't think. It would have been the closest to him doing like Planet, Planet of the, the Apes yeah. again. Yeah. Um, where it just it's the only time he's ever felt like a work for hire. Um, <laughs> like, would they risk would would Disney risk really letting him Tim Burton the shit out of it? You know, no they're, they're, they're cash cow at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they never chased him for a Haunted Mansion movie, though. Mm, wow. That's man. Surprising. Can you imagine like Guillermo del Toro opening his his little laptop in the in the sanctum? <laughs> it's Tim Burton, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the version that I think we all wanted. Um yeah. but, it, but it is what it is, I guess. We, we don't but, live in the uh, universe. But uh okay, so so there, Alfonso Coran, that feels like an incredible choice. Mm-hmm. But also an incredible choice for a director who would have z- absolutely zero interest in doing it. Yeah, like people forget to bring up Guillermo del Toro again. He's the only reason he convinced Alfonso Cuarón to direct Prisoner of Azkaban. Right. Be like, you're a moron if you turn this down. Read the books. And he was like, oh, yeah, I don't read. oh, these are pretty good. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
But I think that early it labeled him because he always gets offered this stuff and he never takes it. He never takes it. Um, he should. He should do another one. He should do another yeah. like big blockbuster movie. I would love to see what he does with like big sets and shooting on location in the ocean and stuff like that. Yeah. Really Although, cool. I mean, how is he going to have a long shot? I guess he'd have to like. Wow. Make like a giant crane, like a cable crane. That's... Yeah. That goes like between two real ships on the ocean. <laughs> Absolutely. Chivo During like, a sword fight. Yeah. The DP is just like spinning in a harness. Like, yeah. I'm getting it. Like a gyrosphere. Just <laughs> <laughs> ah, experiencing yes. like three Gs. Perfecto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I think I think of the options, I think Sam Raimi is like the perfect choice. If you're going to get like, if you're going to bring in like, an old standard yeah. type director. I think Sam Raimi makes the most sense. I, you know, the imagination, my, you know, glows at the thought of Sam Raimi getting to play with a bunch of rowdy, crazy pirates. Oh yeah. Like big three stooges opportunities. Yeah. Also, and, could you imagine if Sam had directed this and Alfred Molina had played like the villain? Wow. Oh my gosh. That would have been great. Yeah. It's like Blackbeard again. Yeah. Uh, um, or as Salazar, but like, yeah, know, for his sure. Version of Salazar. That's true. He would have been great. Um, yeah. Beating the shit out of Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, man. But also, and, you know, and, and not, not, to, not to his discredit, but similar to Tim Burton, I could imagine Sam Raimi being like, that's a lot of work for a, a gig. Yeah, but he just did Doctor Strange, so... That's true, but uh, yeah, and like we'll see. Maybe when we watch that movie, you're like, oh, yeah, how do you say no to this movie? Yeah. But but I think like what I kept thinking about, you know, to go back to uh, energy and intention, I'm, I'm going through all this and I'm like, but why? Mm-hmm. Why are you making a Pirates 5? Like, right. And if I'm, if I'm Sam Raimi looking at this script, I'm like, why... Why am I making this? Why are you, is anyone making this? Right. I don't want to do this. Yeah. No, I mean that makes perfect sense. I mean the 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 I I would love Sam Raimi to direct the reboot. Oh yeah, for sure. Cuz then it's like, oh okay, so it's an established franchise, but I get to like build all these characters up. Mhm. You know, do a new I'm visual like, language. Oh my god! And Bruce Campbell is a pirate. Come on! Oh my god! Yeah. Come on! He'd probably be like a lame ass like officer. Like a, that would like be a even British, better. A like British a officer. Yeah. Most unorthodox, and like he falls into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> anyway, Sam Raimi needs to direct more stuff. Is what we're saying. He, yeah, we well, hasn't directed a movie since Oz. <sighs> Speaking of a future, uh, future uh, franchise potential. Oh my god. Yeah. I've never thought about Oz. Yeah. Is they is the one before the Judy Garland one available? Oh, I don't know. Or did it like burn down? Yeah. Did Mankowitz like accidentally like like I yeah, fire? I don't know. But I was thinking I was thinking of it as like a as a franchise potential episode. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. I thought you meant doing an Oz season. No. Just just Wizard of Oz, The Wiz. Return to Oz. Return to Oz with the creepy, creepy um, stuff. The Wicked movie, hopefully, by then. Oh, yeah. Right. And then Oz Grand Powerful. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess you could do something like that. It would just be the most disconnected, like, disjointed, disconnected yeah. version of one of those. But I feel like that has the craziest, like, almost 
movies, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, Rob Marshall was also asked to come back or, you know, it, the option was given to him, but he ultimately chose to direct In the Woods, which would come out in the winter of 2014. Into the Woods. Yes, Into the Woods. Um, they were going yeah. into the woods. They weren't already there. Yes, into the woods. <laughs> uh, I don't. I didn't hate that movie when I saw it, but I have since watched like videos by musical theater people about why it's it's a thematic abomination. Mm. Um, and I can like okay, I still I still remember liking it, but fair yeah. enough. All right. I I mean I don't know the uh, theater people really hate movie musicals movie sure. adaptations movie adaptations of broadway musicals i i don't think there's any that they're like yeah that one was good I, I, was it good doesn't one. exist mm-hmm. um yeah it's like star wars yeah it's very much like a how dare you just don't mm-hmm. um and so the, the the search continued on until uh in may of 2013 uh norwegian directors Joachim Roning and espen sandberg uh were on a short list after their 2012 film Kuntiki, which was that year's uh, it was Norway's entry into the Academy Awards for Best Foreign Language Film that year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tried to watch it, almost watched it, ran out of time. Mm. It's apparently a true life adventure story about someone who is like, I bet I could sail from this place to that place on a raft. And people are like, the hell you say? And he's like, the hell I do. And then he like does it. Mm. And it's like a crazy adventure story because they were like sharks and stuff. Yeah, I remember this. I remember there being like palpable excitement about them directing this movie because of that movie. Yes. Um, I remember at the time people were like really excited at at this, like especially like um, like the film blogs and stuff. Like I remember. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. This yeah. Is- like birth, birth movies, death writers and slash film writers being like, oh, wow, this could be really good. These yeah. Really good. That, I, rem- I remember that too, and I think that's why I felt the desire to rewatch or to watch Kuntiki before this one, because mm-hmm. I was like, I still never got a chance to check. This is my shot. This is my chance to finally watch it, and then I didn't. Um, What's um, what have they done since? So uh, they have yet to direct uh, together again. Oh, um, one of them. I can't think of which one, but one of them. I think might, it might have been Yohim, uh directed the Maleficent sequel. Oh, with Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. That I watched one night on Disney Plus. I still haven't seen either of those. Um, one if of they the make thir- a third one. We have to. We do have it. to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are the rules. Um, I won't tell you which one because I don't remember. But one of the three pixies from Sleeping Beauty is brutally murdered in the sequel. Just no. dies. It's so weird. I was like, "What are you?" <laughs> That's so sad. I <laughs> guess you could. We could cover it if we did like live action Disney remakes. Right. With Dame. Do like a, a co season with Dame. Oh yeah, make sure. Cash do all the all the homework. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because you'd start with 101 Dalmatians, right? Yeah, you start at the source. Yeah, um, there I found a really cool 2013 interview with MTV News with the pair of them, where you know it's it, it's it's cool now that that you liked it, but I remember at the time thinking like, wow, they're saying all the right things. Um, they were really inspired by you know growing up in Norway. They loved the films of Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis. And they were like, this is our dream. We get to make one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they also really dove back into the first film and wanted to kind of recreate that experience. And they were really inspired by Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin. And that, another highlight of this movie for me is I really like the big comedic action set pieces. 
They're really good. Way better than On Stranger Tides. Yes, yeah. There's just such like a fun, almost like Jackie Chan like hook to each one. Yes. And yeah. and we'll we'll definitely go through it in the breakdown. Oh yeah. Um so that was really that was a, it was a really cool read. And so like yeah, it's a bummer that this movie was kind of yeah, it, it was kind of limp- I was it was a uh, not as successful as four for me, like a billion dollars. Right. It was the fourth highest grossing movie of that year. Um and this was by no means a flop, but it certainly wasn't the breakout reboot legacy like sequel success that maybe Disney was hoping for at this point. Yeah. But at what point was the, I remember you could feel back in 2016, 2017 audiences exasperation, just the trailers for this. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were like, Ugh. but I, but I love, I, I love Salazar in the trailers, specifically in the trailers. Yeah. Because he was just like, will you tell him that? Like that, that, <laughs> that whole thing being in the trailer, I fucking, oh, it's so fun. It's so good. I yeah, love I can't that. wait. I can't wait to talk about Javier Bardem. Um, <laughs> so they were, oh, so you might wonder. Uh, okay, so I messed up. So in uh, 2013, the directors were chosen. In March of 2014, uh, during a like shareholder meeting, Bob Iger uh, announced or you know made a statement saying that Pirates Five had not been greenlit yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, oh well, what could have happened between May of 2013 and March of 2014 mm-hmm. that could have put the the stall on Pirates of the Caribbean? And uh, the answer was the Lone Ranger. Oh, which uh, came out in the summer of 2013. Yes, and ultimately lost Disney 150 million dollars. Yeah. I I was thinking like, is that you could make an argument that that is sort of the nadir of Depp's career? That was kind of like he never really came back from that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Those can't movies. wait to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely can't wait to talk about it. But we're not franchise potential, baby. Yeah, get on, get on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, found a really there was an interview in 2014 where they talked about um yeah just going back to basics this is weird orlando bloom was announced to be in the movie at d23 2015 oh like two years before the movie came out huh okay interesting uh just some technical notes uh australia agreed to repurpose 20 million dollars in tax incentives in exchange for uh, a- an exclusive shoot in Queensland, Australia. Okay. So the movie became the uh, the biggest shoot ever in Queensland. They had already set aside that money for the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea movie that I think David Fincher was trying to direct, but then that fell apart, and so they had this big incentive. And they were like, yeah. do you want it? God, F- Fincher and Verbinski both are dudes who like are only capable of making movies with enormous budgets. Yeah. And they, I just want them both to just fucking relax. I mean, look at like Steven Soderbergh. He pops out like two a year. Yeah. And they look great. And, and like, they're always like, and like yeah. some of them are great. Some of them people are like, not, no, nope, yeah. not your best work. Like the one that came out last year. Um, the, oh, uh, I, I liked it, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. The one with Benicio del Toro and Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one that was written no by sudden the men, moves. men in Black, uh, Ed Solomon. Ed Solomon yes. wrote it. And it was like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was a mixed bag for a lot of people. But now mm-hmm. he's got this movie that just came out 
and everybody fucking loves it. They're going crazy right. for it. Like, so much so that I'm like, I guess I need to watch this. I don't know. And I don't even like Soderbergh that much. Right. Yeah. It's just like, and he kind of wins at the end of the day because what filmmaker hasn't wished, like, God, if only I could make more movies. Right. You know, and like he just found a way to just keep popping them off. Yeah. And, you know, some are some are hits. Some people don't watch, but he's still making them. Yeah. That's the thing, man. I mean, I feel like the key I and I don't know. I don't know how easy this is or whatever. But like, I feel like the key to being one of those guys is being able to walk between both worlds where you can do a cheap movie. But also Mm -hmm. you're like, but I want to make these big movies. But in between the big movies, which take forever to develop and they will inevitably fall through every once in a while, right? Yeah. I can like go and get make a movie, a small movie for cheap, and that will for sure get made, you know? And I can yeah. work on the development of the other one while I'm directing this one and getting it out the door. And then if that one falls through, then I just do another small one and start developing it on another big one, you know? Like you gotta. Right. Yeah. I feel like, like every... you gotta walk between both worlds there to, to like keep churning these things out. Yeah, we're um, like once every 10 years, they'll have like a contagion crossover success. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, and kind of coast on little stuff for like another five to 10 years. Right. Whereas like Verbinski now, the last movie he made was The Cure for Wellness, mm-hmm. which was a massive flop. And it wasn't um, cheap. And what's that? And it wasn't very cheap. It was like a, a big movie. Yeah, it was $40 million for like a, a little horror movie. And it's because of these elaborate sets and costumes and all these things. Um, and I just watched that movie this past week. Um, mm-hmm. awful, terrible, not good movie. Mm-hmm. Looks great. Looks great. Like I, like every shot is just like, oh my God, this is like, mm-hmm. you can tell that he took a lot of his like Bioshock energy that he had and just sort of like, well, I'm not going to get to make that movie because they're mm-hmm. not giving me $250 million mm-hmm. for an R rated video game adaptation. Those fuckers. So mm-hmm. instead I'm going to make a $40 million horror movie. <laughs> Spray uh, the pipes again. Yeah. It, it's insane. But, yeah. You know, so it's gorgeous to look at, but the movie sucks. Like, it's bad. That's um, bad. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, man. It is. Buddy, it is two and a half hours long. Oh, man. It's two and a half hours long. It is relentlessly. It is just it is just a series of Dane DeHaan breaking into the wellness center, breaking out of the wellness center, getting dragged back to the wellness center. Getting breaking out of the wellness center, going back to the wellness. It, it's just like in and out, in and out. It's just like a swinging door for two and a half hours while wow. he's like trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this place. And then what is actually going on makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Um, and the ending is one of the worst things that I've ever seen in a yeah. mainstream film. And it's like that was five years ago and he hasn't made a movie since. Yeah. Nick, the, the third act of that movie is an attempted rape. The a- third act. The third act. Yes, man. The third act half hour... of the movie is an attempted rape. That is the plot of the third act of the movie. It is like what the entire plot of the movie hinges on. Man, that's too bad. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, um, Mia Goth's in that too, right? She sure is, and she's uh, certainly in that third act. Um, man, Mia Goth's yeah. great. Yeah. It's uh, a bad, it's a bad movie. And it's like, I watched that movie and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is why he's never worked since. Oh, no, yeah. Because it's just like, what the hell are you doing, man? What is this? Yeah, that's a bummer. But yeah, no, it it, it, it sucks. And, 
you know, it's really cool seeing how the old masters are translating to the age of streaming that we're in. Yeah. Like, you know, Robert Rodriguez seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, people like David Fincher are even kind of like latching onto Netflix. Robert yeah. Rodriguez is exactly another guy like Soderbergh, where he's like, I'm going to make Battle Angel Alita, but also mm-hmm. I'm going to make five films in my backyard in the meantime, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those are big hits, too, because like one of those is like the superhero one. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's just it's it's kind of, a you know, there's I mean, there's always luck to it of which director happens to work well in the system that they find themselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have other directors like Edgar Wright that can sometimes like lose themselves trying to get a movie together. Right. Um, right. Or even, you know, Guillermo del Toro to bring him up. Yeah, a, but, a but even he didn't even but even Edgar Wright didn't slow down for Ant-Man. Like he was developing right. it for 10 years, but it's not like he wasn't making movies between all of that. Yes, you know, for sure. Yeah. So. Guillermo del Toro, though, that's that's a bummer. That's that's a bummer that we lost him for like 10 years. That sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, The Hobbit is just like it's like when you hear about like, you know, like the Library of Alexandria burning down, you know, yeah. just like, oh, that's that sucks. Can't yeah. get can't get that back. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to see his Hobbit, but I would have rather him have seen the writing on the wall earlier and just gotten the hell out of there and made Pacific Rim like three years earlier, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, and even his um, Mountains of Madness might happen. He was talking about that on Netflix. Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, maybe, we have to talk- maybe without Tom Cruise. For um, sure. At this point. He's Does like pushing 70 at this point. If he would let himself age, he, that might be cool. If he could be like an old salty sea dog. But I think oh, he, yeah. he only plays like, you're, you're a 32-year-old man. Yeah. Although... I yeah man one of my favorite things to think about is what Tom Cruise is going to look like post Mission Impossible like what oh, kinds of movies he's... is he going to do like when right. he's not doing action movies anymore mm-hmm. like is he going to become like a Liam Neeson guy where he's like doing movies like that or is he just going to only show up like every 3 years in like a PT Anderson type movie or yeah. are is Tom Cruise going to like move to TV and just do like TV yeah. stuff I don't know I think he wants to die on the job. I think he wants to like fall on a volcano or something. Yeah. I hope he doesn't have to, I think he doesn't want to age. There's that there's that uh I love that uh that rumor that um that e- Ethan is going to die in Mission 8 and it's going to be it, it's going to be the it, Ethan and Tom will <laughs> die simultaneously like in like they're just going to get Tom's death on camera. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah like a Christopher McQuarrie is going to be like yeah, the last thing he said was keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I, I had to, you know. Goddamn madman. He's a real pro. Anyway, go see Mission Impossible <laughs> AMC Theaters now. <laughs> Thank you for choosing AMC Theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks All for right, coming back. We're way to off topic. <laughs> okay, yeah, we got back. it. Um, <laughs> so this is interesting. Uh, you know, there was some controversy or rumors about Depp's misconduct or unprofessionalism on set. Right. And uh, the only bit of hard news I could find related to that was... Uh, at one point, 200 crew members had to stand down for two weeks after Depp sustained an offset injury mm-hmm. that required him to fly back to the United States for surgery. Mm-hmm. Look, people trip. People have accidents. Yeah. It was offset. It was off hours. I don't know. Right. Who knows? I mean, the thing that the thing about about him is is that like. I could be way off base with this, and maybe there are other things that I don't know about. But mm-hmm. from my understanding, his personal life aside, 
mm-hmm. um, aside from this conversation, which is a whole other thing. My understanding is that his conduct on set is just like kind of general rock star conduct of just sure. like, I want to show up and do the least amount of work possible. I don't care that you're all waiting for me. I'm the star of the show, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it never crosses into like, I've never heard anything about him like being like, right. Like a predator I'm, on sure. set or anything like that. I don't think I've heard, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard any, yeah, like the, yeah, anything similar to that either. Just sort of like at some point his behavior offset became a liability. Right. Like for insurance purposes and stuff, right? And right. Studios were like, "Oh, we have to a lot almost for stuff like this happening." Yeah, I, um, there, there is a there. The opening moments of his character in this movie, I am convinced he's actually drunk. Yeah. It, so okay. So here's something that kind of I have a weird. I don't know if this is a theory, but I thought this very early on during that scene. Yeah. This might sound weird, but I don't think up to this point we have really seen Jack drunk. Right. Well, He's be- there's the there's the the scene with him and, and Elizabeth absolutely at the bonfire. But that's that it. is he is drunk during that scene. He is drinking and he yeah. is drunk. But watching him be drunk, yeah, for so much of this movie again, Jack. I'm saying Jack was like. It was it was really uncomfortable. It was almost like when I was a little kid and I would see like an adult drunk and it was like, this is weird. This isn't good. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me really. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen this character like this. You always think think of him as being drunk, but he's always past tense, like waking up from being drunk. Right. Right. He he never loses that swagger that he always has where he's like semi in control of everything. Mm -hmm. But but here. I mean, he is just a drunk. He is a buffoon. Uh, yeah. He, he's, and it's sad, like, when you have to, like, handle a drunk person, like a friend. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, yep, he's just saying stupid shit. Yeah. It's not, it's not funny, but. Y- yeah, he, but I like it. <laughs> I like it because it's sad. And he's right. old. And I was expecting the movie to be like, there he goes, the, the greatest coolest... <laughs> hero pirate of all time. There and it's I just am. like. An old man, like just stumbling around. But Our no, a legend movie, among kings. Yeah, the whole movie, everyone is just like, You? Really? Look at yourself. Yeah. And like, even... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, you know, early on, even Mr. Gibbs. Yeah. Even Mr. Gibbs is like, I can't support you anymore because <laughs> I have to take care of myself. I cannot sanction this buffoonery any longer. <laughs> Kisses him on both cheeks. <laughs> yeah you're right yeah to 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 the movie yeah i mean like yeah it's and that's kind of why it's so weird it's like how aware was he of this like yeah of life imitating art in such a pointed way or is this just like was this just his like ill-advised incredibly executed uh 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 like uh, uh like acting style like where he was like I'm oh, going to come to set drunk every day and be sad because that's where I'm where the character is, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the two Norwegian directors is like, yeah, sure. OK. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so that's uh, and then as far as onset injuries, at one point, uh, Kaya Scoladario, Scodelario mm. and, and a stunt person were injured on set. Um, this is fun. Both Taron Edgerton and Ansel Elgort 
were pa- uh, passed on for the uh, Henry role. Mm. That's interesting to think about. What was uh, Ansel Elcourt and who was the other one? Uh, Taron Edgerton. Eggsy. Elton oh, John. interesting. Yeah, no, none of neither of them would have worked well in this. Yeah, credit this, to Brendan. This, yeah, this dude, like, seriously, I you know, I get that he's, like, generic or whatever, but, like, Dick Grayson showed up to play in this well, movie. That, that's the thing is I think both of these actors now in hindsight, like, because at the time I was like, oh, it's the guy from Gods of Egypt. You know, like, it's the, the generic guy that they're hiring right now. But now I'm like, oh, it's Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah and same I mean, with, like, uh, with, with with Kaya Scodelario. Uh, she is also in the movie Crawl, produced by Sam Raimi. Right, yeah. The Gainesville Gator Storm. It came and from Maze Runner. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, her, she's great. Yeah. And now, now she's in this, but she's good yeah. in this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's really good and literally looks like the son of Orlando Bloom, <laughs> yeah, of Will and Elizabeth, either. you know? Like, he looks like the combination of the two of them. It is kind of impressive mm-hmm. casting from that perspective. And I like him. I think he's extremely likable in this movie. I think he's got a lot of charisma, and I think he's, like, a fun presence. I don't know. He's a big step up. From a self-righteous, melodramatic, hot priest. Yes. From last I week. I will. Absolutely. Yes. Um, for sure. I was he, really hoping he would show up and be a merman in this, but that didn't happen. Hi, Jack. This is what happened to me. I know you didn't see it in the movie. I just kind of stopped being in the movie, <laughs> yeah. but I'm a merman. Yeah. Oh, man. Are mermaids a curse? Did they all lose? I... Do they all lose their mermaidism at the end of this? I don't know. I'm still baffled that the second male lead of the movie, third male lead, if you want to count Barbosa, the last time you see him, he's getting dragged underwater by a mermaid. Yeah, he sure is. Listeners, genuinely let me know if I'm wrong and I'm forgetting like a, a scene. No, no, no. That was the last we ever saw of him. And, and but but, you know, like, hey, they did it before Shape of Water did it. I think I like to think that she ate him and it was just like a long con. Oh, OK. She's like, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> I, what, what did you I think char- that was gonna happen i charm you and i drag you into the sea sometimes yeah. it just takes three days <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's instant sometimes it i have to win you over for a while <laughs> um yeah i could have done with i don't know i wouldn't have said no to either, anyone from part four popping up uh someone does pop up but we'll get to that during the breakdown oh boy uh yeah this was a 95 day shoot um that's about it yeah, uh, there were the rumors that uh, that that Johnny Depp never uh, memorized any of his lines and was having them fed to him through an earpiece mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, the most I ever the most that seemed true to me. We'll get to it is the wedding scene. Yes, I agree with that. Actually, okay. cool. uh, I think for the most part, I did not see that. And I will say there's another part in the in the walkthrough. There's a there's one scene in this. Where I feel like Johnny Depp was at a hundred percent. I'm excited. Only to hear one it. scene, but but it's a it's not a, it, the scene in question is I is a, such a nothing scene. But we'll get there. Anyway. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of you got me kind of got me convinced now, Scott. I can't think of a moment where the character Jack isn't a washed up piece of shit. Yeah, and so it just maybe was like a an unfortunate example of audience members seeing the thing and taking it the wrong way right just like jurassic world <laughs> right just like fucking jurassic world scott just, yeah just like goddamn jurassic world <laughs> um anyway 
that's a that's a series we need to just do so that we can get to the Jurassic Fine. World and just be like, Finally strap therapies. in, everybody. Uh, how would we do that? Would one of us take the first trilogy, one of us take the second trilogy? Oh, I don't know. I could probably just do the whole thing. Do um, the whole thing? Okay. Yeah, if we if we went that way. Because it's only six. That's true. It's us. That's nothing for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. It's one more um, than this. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, that is weird. All right. Let's get through this breakdown. I so, have a question, but yes. please start. Go ahead. So, um, so in this cold open, uh, we start with uh, the legend of Henry Turner. Mm-hmm. Henry Turner is a boy who his dad is Will Turner, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the captain of the Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. Um, and how old would you say Henry is in this cold open? Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. So, so that would mean let's just for the sake of. So my question is, how old is Henry supposed to be? Twenty one. How old is Jack supposed to be? Uh, let's see. Well, okay. So there's there's some funky math that's going on here mm-hmm. because I think that the first three movies happen very close together, right? So 2003, right? In the okay, in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. For all they all take place in 2003, right? In mm-hmm. the math of how much time has passed, they all happen in 2003. The next film is in 2011 mm-hmm. and that happens in real time in like so like I, like because it's supposed to happen like 10 years later i think because then this is how many because it has to be 10 oh, plus 9 right yes or, or th- 10 this, plus this is five this takes place five years after on stranger tides yeah at, because at one point Bar- barbosa says that the black pearl had been in the bottle for five years right yeah wait but how many times did Orlando bloom? Because he can right. come he to shore only, every 10 years. He can come to shore every 10 years. That's why I'm like, I have to assume that the scene on the beach is, is the, the second time. Yeah. Right? His son, like Henry becomes obsessed with his father and the curse after meeting him the first time in the post credit scene of World at right. World's End. Because Henry's like a toddler in that, right? No, he's or, 10. Okay, in 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 the in the in the post credit of At World's End. Yes, because it takes place 10 years later. It's 10 years after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's like 9 maybe. 9? Yeah. Okay. He would be 9 because and, because uh gestation, gestation yes. period. <laughs> so he would, and, he would be 9. And then he's 12 in in the cold open of Dead Men Tell No Tales. So it's like not time for for Will to come back yet. I uh, yeah. I think so. I think because I think he's been like it's been like two years of him like learning all of this shit and like being right. like because you I see think his room. How we do it. I mm-hmm. I know when the Dutchman is going to be fly, like flying underneath the water. I'm going to sink down. I'm going to talk to my dad. You know the whole the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I think the math is arduous. I would say yes. um, Orlando but, Bloom is 12 years older than Brenton Thwaites. Okay. But he also had a curse that right. was, yeah. To stay the same age. Yeah, to stay the same age, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. It is tricky. It is definitely, it is tricky. I don't think it quite works. But I believe the, I believe that Jack is meant to be 20 years older than he is in the original trilogy. At okay. this point. So like in his 50s. 
I believe so. Which is, you know, probably how old Johnny Depp was. Right. Because because if because if he is like 20, let's say, just mm-hmm. to make things easy, right? Let's say that 2003? No, no, no. Uh okay. uh Henry is 20 Henry, in this, Henry. In this okay. movie. Okay. He was conceived at the end of the tri- that trilogy of adventures. Mhm. So that would mean that like Jack would have to be 20 years older than he was at the end of At World's End. Yes. Like there's no way around that. Like he yeah. has to be <laughs> 20 years at least 18 years older like even if you're right you know going, i'm an 18 year old boy but yeah he can't be because he has to at least be like th- it's not like he he <laughs> dropped like a rock like that kid is not like nine and a half years old doing oh, the, 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 the kid we see in the yeah yeah he's yeah. 12 preteen yeah he's got to sure. be like 11 or 12 something in that range right yeah. so first two harry potter age yeah so he's got to be He's got to be either like he's got to be 19, 20, 21 in this movie, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. My question is, do you think this movie would have benefited from both Karina and Henry being like year one Harry Potter age? And like, that's the dynamic is it's Jack Sparrow with two crazy kids. <laughs> I think that if if people if you okay. thought people <laughs> turned on this movie as it stands Two quirky kids. Holy shit, man. They would have burned the theater down. They would have been like mass, mass theater burnings <laughs> across the country. The posters is him like looking at the camera like, whoa, yeah. oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Never it's mind. like three pirates and a baby. Yeah, him. Yeah, it's Mr. Bar- Gibbs. Yeah, and Barbosa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Tales. Oh, man. So anyway. I was really relieved. I was happy that you. I I'd completely forgotten about this cold open, and I thought the Henry thing was a twist. Oh, and yeah. I was so glad that they just get it out of the way early. So, so what did you think of seeing Will again? Um,. That was that was interesting. It's also interesting because apparently the Flying Dutchman mutation is, is not is just part of the curse, I guess. Yeah, kind of a weird retcon. I don't know what that's about. I don't. I didn't like that um, because I don't think it made any sense. But it's also apparently uh, like linked to your DNA depending on like what you would become because he has the exact same like barnacle situation that his dad had. That's true. That's really weird. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he became a, like a crab tentacle guy. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have like a starfish for an eye. It's exactly no. the way the bootstrap looked. Yeah. He, he also doesn't feel like a captain and it didn't appear that he had any crew. They were like off camera and you can kind of hear like rah, 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 peas and carrots. And, and, oh. and then Will's like, we have to go before the effects people have to pay to make one of those things from the other movies. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, there there is the option that he is no longer ferrying people from the dead for some reason. And that's why the mutation started. But like, that's why possible. Would he... But I don't know why he would have done that. Why I would he have stopped? I want to. That's his, yeah, it's your fucking job, man. You you signed up for this. Wait, why are you then go back to Elizabeth then? Yeah. Yeah. We oh, can't cuz the curse. Damn. Yeah, he can't. He can't be on land. Um if only there was a big magical thing that could just break all the curses of the sea. Yeah. 
Um, well, you know, and I'll say this about the MacGuffin in this movie. I, mm-hmm. I don't love that it's Poseidon's trident. I think that's fucking stupid. Um, however, the MacGuffin that ends all curses is a good way to, like, rubber stamp the end of this series. Oh, be like, cool. This yeah. is it. It's over. Boom. That's funny. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I, I think I kind of think I thought it was a way to reset the board and shake the continuity off of everything. Like, okay, all the curses are broken. Blank slate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess it works either way. Mm-hmm. Currently your way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so he Henry has learned about the, the trident and mm-hmm. is like it, it could end your curse and we can get you home and. And just like you bootstrap Bill before him, he's like, no, never. <laughs> yeah. It I'm was a lost a weird... cause. Forget about me, kid. Yeah. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. So then we uh, we learn about. OK, so then we cut to like nine years later. He's on a ship. They're about to go into like this corridor between two mm-hmm. caverns. Um, that is like I guess the start. They keep saying the triangle, so I assume the Devil's Triangle. Triangle. Oh, Devil's Triangle. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but I assume that is the Bermuda Triangle, right? It's just like well, the Bermuda Triangle. I think the Bermuda Triangle is like an area of 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 ocean where like radios get weird. Okay, so there's multiple cursed triangles in the sea. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Um, so. Uh, so he realizes that he tries to like stop the ship, but he's like mm-hmm. a lowly, uh, you know, pusher yeah. in the in the. They tear the shoulders the off his sleeves. Yeah, because they, means... they're like it's mutiny because you're you're touching us, you peasant. <laughs> um, I know all the legends of the sea. The the British are maybe the most biggest assholes they've ever been in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, this. Oh, that's another good. I, I think this movie remembers that the like you know the the Royal British Navy is a great villain to this franchise. Yeah, and but like, more remember. of like an annoyance. Yes, a secondary. Yeah, definitely. they're like, they're like, they're like the Biff Tannen. Yes, of this universe, where they sometimes they're the main villain, other times they're just there to like annoy the hero and get in their way when they've got mm-hmm. better shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great, the, the Navy. Yeah. He's an asshole. <laughs> uh, so, uh, David okay. Wenham. Right. Right. He Theramir. has some sort of skin condition in this for some I, reason. I think that's just what it does to you being a sailor. Oh, okay. But he was, it was weird because he was on land for most of it. So, right. yeah. And when, when, like, he is introduced and he's got that skin condition, I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Why? Like, why, why did you make him? A... Yeah. <laughs> Why did this happen? I don't know. Because they're like, because he's tough. But yeah, he is. uh, He's he wants to execute some fools. Um, This guy, it's his number one lot in life is to just execute some motherfuckers. (laughs) Um, This guy's ready. Um, So anyway, yeah, they go into the Devil's Triangle, right? And then they meet Salazar, who kills everybody on the ship except for he is proven right, Will, because he's like it's cursed, and they're like you idiot. Curses aren't real, and, he, and they put him in a jail cell. And then Salazar comes down to the jail yeah. cell, and he's like, "Do you know Captain Jack? Are you going to go see him? Can you tell him? Give him a message for me." 
He's like, okay, cool, cool. I'll, I'll, you're the one I'll leave alive then. Yeah. Yeah. I would tell him myself, but Dead right. Men Tell No Tales. Right. So. And then cue the title of the movie. <laughs> yes. That was all the cold open. My question is, in a world, and I guess this is also, you know, if I can accept it in Forest Awakens, I can accept it here. Mm-hmm. But a post-At World's End universe where people are scoffing at the notion of sea legends. When, yeah. When, like, I think word would have gotten out, like, hey, what happened to, like, that guy who was going to take over the East India trade? Oh, a uh, fucking Davy Jones, like, killed him or something. Yeah, but... Doesn't isn't that just a legend at that point? That's very true. Who who reported it? There was no film footage. Right, right. So then it just becomes another legend. Yeah, that people either believe or don't believe. It's as real as anything else. As Jack Sparrow escaping that island with uh, sea turtles and hair. Right, right. So you know, it's a fun universe. It is. It is a fun universe. Um, so then we meet. Um, our science witch, Karina, Karina Smythe, um, and uh, she is. I remember sign, people yeah. being very annoyed by her at the time, in that way that people get annoyed at female characters that they find try hard, like mm. in that like, oh, like she's yeah, like uh, oh, she's written to be like hyper competent, right? To be, like that sort of like hashtag girl boss thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause I think I remember if I'm not mistaken, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Lindsay Ellis tear into this character in that half life of the pirates. Video? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's kind of easy to, they kind of really do. Cause they are in some ways trying to emulate the relationship of Elizabeth and will. Mm-hmm. I think these two characters have a different dynamic, but mm-hmm. I think going back to what you said, visually, Karina fits that dynamic of like, you know, she uses a telescope. She believes in science and everyone else is like, hang that dumb fucking witch right now. Yeah. And, and like, you know, if you're sitting in the movie with your arms folded, I think you could like pick that out as like, oh, this trope, this right. hackneyed try hard girl boss It was overused in this time period. Big time. Remember the character in Dumbo? Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say Belle and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was getting kind of overused at this point. I like the way that it's used here, but you know, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And and watching the movie this morning, I was like, like, yeah, I was really kind of having a lot of fun with Karina, the science witch. Yeah, and I liked, I liked being reminded of the time period that this is taking place in because they're all calling her a witch and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, right. Salem, witch trials and pirates. That was like happening at the same time. And you don't think about those because you think of witch trials as being like pilgrims and stuff, mm-hmm. but like you, and you don't think of pilgrims and pirates, but I guess yeah. right. you don't think of these things happening at the same time as one another. Right. You don't think about like, what was Japan? Like when, the witch trials were happening. But yeah. It, it was right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that's interesting, I think, about world history is starting to like sync up everything like like a like a shared universe. <laughs> that's <laughs> how sure. I have to think about history. That's, that's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I, I like Karina. Um I, I think and then yeah, I've gone on to really enjoy Caius Caio and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's kind of revisiting what we got to see with Elizabeth Swan. 
Right. Uh, Whereas, like, like, she wants to be an adventurer, but she's stuck being a woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And and this, and she wants to be a scientist, but she's stuck being a woman, which means that she's a witch. (laughs) Yeah. And and also kind of... She's kind of got it a little worse, honestly. Yeah, and she's also on this, similar to Henry, a quest of self-discovery of, like, I have to honor my birth father. Right. Or so she thinks. Or so she thinks. Yeah. Uh, We'll find out later. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we are introduced to Jack in a, uh, a scene where I can't really figure out what's going on here, but it's this big city display where this bank is like, look at our vault. We have a look vault our... now. Yeah. Something. Um, yeah, no, I think open... it is that. Okay. And then they open the vault and Jack is in there with the wife of like some Senator or something. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it turns out that Jack and Jack's crew are attempting to recreate the Brazilian heist in Fast Five, um, but instead steal the entire bank because it just tears off the foundation rather Mm -hmm. than being pulled through uh, the back of the bank, the vault itself. They tear the whole bank off the foundation, and that's... Mm -hmm. It's a fun scene. It's fun. So, a couple things. Um, Yeah, it is a fun scene, and it is an early marker of, like... This is a set piece. This is like an idea that they had of like, oh, well, let's do this. I've never seen this before. Yeah. You know, um, the first time you see Jack Sparrow, he is drunk and asleep. Mm-hmm. And then he rouses himself up and asks to the screen, why am I here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of, I was like, okay, I can understand moviegoers maybe taking this. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Um, also, there is a bodiness to this movie that I don't think is in the rest of the series. Like, uh, like the scene you kind of mentioned of like, there's different a woman, writer. different writer. Yeah. Different like writer. when I think of the old pirate movies, I think of more like wordplay, word puzzle, mm-hmm. like that kind of far side, almost kind of humor. Mm-hmm. But this is like, you know, the woman wakes up like, is that the constable's wife? And he's like, what are you doing here? Like, oh no. And like, this is like, yeah, like yeah, and then there's that scene later where he was like, he was like nine pounds, nine pound balls. No wonder he walks with a limp. Like, yeah, there's a lot of that. You're like, okay, there's all there's yeah, there's a lot of that, and yeah. it it just was like ah, I don't remember that being part of the the recipe. Yeah, yeah. Um, new writers. Yeah, but it but it is a, it is a fun sequence with fun like choreography and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are forgetting though that right after he says that joke, they cut to um, they, they cut to uh, uh, Bob is it Bob Dylan's uh, "The Times They Are a Changing." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, and you're like, oh okay. <laughs> I guess and, I guess the times are changing. Yes, the times they are changing. And uh, right away, we get a really fun, argue, arguably my funnest discovery of the movie. Scrum is back, people. Yeah, he sure is. Good old Scrum. Mm-hmm. Good old Scrum. And you all look a little bit older. <laughs> um, yeah, he is back. Uh, and well, is this where, because he's on, is he on the ship? He's not on the ship with Jack. He's on the ship with Barbosa, right? He He's with, he's part of the heist crew. He He's there oh, with okay. Mr. Gibbs and, and everyone else on the horses. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember if that was, if that's who he was with. Um, oh, I think I'm confusing him with the, um, yeah, the guy. two officers that turned into pirates at the end of the third movie and then were nowhere to be found on the fourth one. 
and now yes. they're back in this one. Oh, they are in the fourth one. They are. Oh, they're okay. they're 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 pirates. They're they're Barbosa's like pirate people. Oh, okay. I guess they're, I just didn't recognize them because they're always like in really different costumes. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this series. Is Law of Two Buddies? Yeah. They're always I, just. I, get, yeah. I do want to know what happened to Bulk and Skull. I assume that they're dead. Oh, Rigetti and and the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 tall, lanky one and short, short, stocky one. Yeah, yeah I think I, I like to think they're both dead by the time Dead Men Tell No Tales takes place. Yeah. And just no one yeah. knows. About well, it maybe cause... maybe even by the time uh, uh, the last one <laughs> Stranger on Stranger Tides, Tides happened. Yeah. I like to think they died two days after At World's End took yeah. place. <laughs> I think that's good. Um, they must be dead because otherwise uh, they would have brought them back. I would have assumed at mm-hmm. this point. Um. So anyway, uh, Jack loses his crew because like by the time because he didn't shut the door of the vault, by the time mm-hmm. they drag the vault all the way through, there's nothing left in mm-hmm. the vault. So it's just empty. So they did all of that for nothing. Um, they're also just like on the edge of town. Yeah. Which is just like you guys didn't get away. Like you're just they're, on the edge of town. They're not chasing you because you didn't steal anything. <laughs> they're living like the kids in Kingdom Hearts 2 where they're just like these. Yes. <laughs> group of troublemakers that have a clubhouse at the edge of town that everyone knows about yeah i'm also pretty sure this is the same patch of beach where the wedding takes place under the (laughs) yeah actually yeah wow that's very true yeah i'm pretty sure it is exactly the same kind of beach exactly the same color of ocean yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's what's going on here um So must be off the coast of Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will say I think there's you can see the money on the screen more in this one than on Stranger Tides. Yes. Well, you know, I think that you that you get that as a side effect of having directors with something to prove. Mm, right. Yeah. We're like we came from nothing and now we have all this money. So we need to make sure that we're showing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like. On Stranger Tides was directed by, like, a guy who just, like, did not need to direct that movie. Right. He was already an Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning director. Exactly. He had nothing to prove, so he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to spend half the budget on catering. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to shoot all of this in a tank. <laughs> in a tank. On a, <laughs> on a soundstage. In a, in a soundstage, yeah. Um, so oh, they all leave because, like, Jack's, Jack's a bummer. Yeah, they bail on him. Um, but Jack still has the pearl in the a black bottle. pearl in a bottle. Why can't he just open it? What? Uh, doesn't it have to be with the magic sword? Okay, I forgot about the magic sword. Because like, Barbosa stabs it with the magic sword. Right. That was Blackbeard's sword. Right. Got it. Yes. Checks out. Okay. I rest, yeah, I withdraw my case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it had to be that way. But I don't know why he hasn't been trying to steal that sword from Barbosa for the past like 15 years. <laughs> yeah, That I don't like- know. They make a big point to say that Barbosa, in the wake of On Stranger Tides, is like thriving. Yeah, he's rich. He yeah. is like an admiral. He's like a pirate admiral. <laughs> he has multiple ships, and they're all making like eighteen shillings a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the idea that Jack wouldn't try and like sneak aboard one of the ships, or you know, be in disguise, or do some kind of you know fun jape to get the sword and get the black pearl back, right? Unless he's just an old, washed-out, alcoholic loser. Yeah. And he's like, no, that would be too much effort. That would be an even better scene if Mr. Gibbs is like, Captain, why don't we do this and this and this? And he's like, eh. 
Yeah. I'm 58, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, or, I'm 92. <laughs> or we could uh, drink some rum. Or we could just drink rum. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, we go through all of this. Uh, 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 Karina escapes her jailers, mm-hmm. um, and she meets Henry, who has been picked up by the British naval officers uh, who have taken him to a hospital. But because his sleeves have been torn off, they're convinced that he's a traitor who bailed on, um, on a fight of some mm-hmm. sort. His post. And so they're like, you're going to be executed. Yep. They're real trigger happy with the executions, these guys. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are like so, – so there are three people in this that they want to execute so fucking bad that they chase them across the world. <laughs> um, and they're like – they want to kill a pirate, they want to kill a witch, and they want to kill a traitor. And they yes. will go to the ends of the earth spending yeah. God only knows how much money mm-hmm. of, the, of the queen's money to like make sure that they kill these motherfuckers. Well, spoiler – yeah, I mean like you know, not to skip ahead, but David Wenham's character and presumably his crew, absolutely his crew – they die. Yes. Trying to capture a witch. Yep. A a kid who ran away from his post and a pirate. Yeah. Ran away they from his post supposedly. Su- supposedly. They just see that his sleeves are missing. Right. And they kill themselves trying to apprehend these three. Yeah. Yeah. Um real uh real bad people. Um Really, really turned the 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 villainous uh, nature of like the British, n- right? Uh, naval uh, army, like, really turned that up. I think mm-hmm. no, um, you could never do a, a movie where like the American Navy was like this, like, conniving and bloodthirsty. Yeah, no. China no. would, but I mean, we couldn't. Yeah, God, I wish we could though. Um. <laughs> anyway, well, we'll we get- made we made Jarhead, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's it, it's like um, it'd be so cool. Yeah. But like in a like in a big I wonder if like in a big adventure movie like that, because I bet like, you know, well, I don't know if it's a period movie. Maybe they would be more. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So. Anyway. So Karina okay. gets Karina doesn't make it out. She gets captured trying to escape right. the, the hospital's ward. Right. Henry goes and finds Jack's crew, makes a deal with them. And then Karina and. Uh, Jack are being, um, they're they're having dueling executions. Yeah, Karina's about to be hung. Jack's about to be guillotined, which is just which is invented. a brand new technology. Yeah, um, the two heads. I don't know if you know, know knew knew this, but the two heads that he sees in the basket, mm-hmm. um, those are the directors. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah. Um. So then we get this insane action sequence where they uh uh where mr gibbs and the rest of the crew uh they shoot cannonballs at the two execution stages mm-hmm. and we get this like crazy escape yeah. where there the the guillotine swing is one of the most stressful like i it, just watching the guillotine get so close to the back of his neck as it's just swinging around mm-hmm. i just that was good that was that was some like uh, that's some real good pirate shit. Um, yeah, and they do it twice. They do it again just to stress you out one more time. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's the best. It's good. And um, yeah, there's a lot of cool. Like, I really like the uh, uh, the part where Scrum gets up to save Karina, and yeah. like can't do it because he's Scrum, and then Karina ends up like taking out the executioner. Yeah. 
Really good, um, really good use of like fun sexual tension, like you know, in like that fun adventure movie way of her dropping and then uh, Henry catching her and holding her up by her butt, and, and she's just and she's like grumpy about it, but also like don't drop me. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's fun. They do. They do. They do. They come up with a lot of double entendres in like thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it is kind of like it is interesting to see a couple because like you know you get the feeling that elizabeth and will were already invested in each other by the time their adventure started yeah because they were like childhood friends or whatever yeah, yeah. so getting the like meet cute star-crossed like hey watch where your hands are you freaking weirdo and like, you're a witch i mean he doesn't, you know he's cool with her mostly yeah. uh yeah. so they they all escape um they they, oh, they finally untie the ship. Right. They get it in the ocean. It works. So that's good. Um, oh, yeah. We missed the scene oh. in question, uh, which is that I wanted to mention, um, which is that uh, I think that happens there. Oh, no. This is actually after that. Wow. Okay. I guess Jack gets away and then he's arrested again. No, I think. Are you talking about Sir Paul McCartney? Yeah, I am. I think we skipped Sir Paul McCartney. Did we? I think I think he comes as he's being oh, taken yeah. to the guillotine. He's being dragged oh, to the guillotine. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Because Henry, I got confused because Henry finds Jack in jail first, and yes. he's like, "You're super unimpressive. I can't believe mm-hmm. you. you don't even have pants on." Yes. Um, and uh, and then all of that, and then we get the Barbosa told of Salazar going at like is yeah is free because Jack traded yes. his compass for, for a bottle of rum and he betrayed the compass and when you betray the compass your greatest fear is set free and so salazar gets set free out of the devil's triangle to go after jack because mm-hmm. he used his compass to buy some rum yeah. that immediately gets shot by the british army which is <laughs> just insult yeah. to injury really um, um i can't believe the compass is such a I get it. You know, it, it, it points to what you want. Everybody a, would want that. That's a great plot device. Yeah. But it's it's just like his single most valuable thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and but him that's, giving that's it away. That's the for, thing. Yeah. It goes to how fucking sad he is now. Yeah. Where he's Covering, just like, I don't even I don't even care about this. And I think doesn't he open it and it points to the rum? I think so. Yeah. And then just, he closes it and he just like gives it to the guy. At that mm-hmm. point, yeah, yeah, so, like, that's kind of his just, low point. He's just, yeah, it's his lowest point as a character, and I kind of love that because it puts him in a different place. That's what I love about Jack in this movie is that he's in a totally different place than we've ever seen him before. You know, mm-hmm. and Barbosa is too. He's at the height of power as a pirate. Right. He's become so like he's like a big fluffy cat. Yeah, when you see him, he's like picking at his little sugar cubes, and he's wearing like a big luscious wig. Yeah, and he's wearing he's got like a. a He's got a gold, bejeweled, bedazzled yeah. uh, peg leg. He's like the bad guy in Pocahontas. Yeah, totally. And that that was kind oh, of a man. bummer, too. Yeah. He could have had a little pug. That would have been good. Oh, uh, that would have been great. A little pirate pug. <laughs> yeah, a little pirate pug. Also uh, with a peg leg. Yes. Because just to reiterate, in case uh, listeners or Scott had forgotten, uh, Little Jack the Monkey has been in that bottle for upwards of five years. Yes. Trapped. Indeed. Yes. No, um, no, okay. no pets. So... So we all catch up, and then there's the scene where Jack is being taken to his execution and passes a self with pirate 
Sir Paul McCartney. Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack. Um, who uh, they have like a scene. And this is the scene where I think this is the only scene in the movie where Johnny Depp is 100% plugged in. Oh, cool. Yeah, be- And I think it's because he didn't want to embarrass himself in front of Paul McCartney. He was like, okay, I should know my lines. Yeah. Like, this is the only time where I'm like, oh, there he is. He's there. <laughs> it's like, well, Paul McCartney's going to memorize some lines, and I should too. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I didn't hate the Paul McCartney scene. No, it's silly and fun. It's harmless. Yeah, it's not super drawn out. It's not no. doesn't like stop the movie. And you know, I like the joke of like when he tells the joke, like, oh, skeleton goes to a bar, brings a mop, and like one dude down the hall laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that was That's good. That was fun. Yeah, it's good. And he looked good. Yeah, yeah, his pirate beard. Yeah. Looked good. He was like it took me a second to like recognize him. Really, I recognized his accent before I recognized him. Yeah, I could hear him. Yeah. Um, but, um, and I like the kind of, you don't say it out loud, but the idea that Jack is named after this guy. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, so then the execution scene happens. They get away. Mm-hmm. Now they're on the ocean together. Um, and, uh, and she has to explain to them that she, the map that no one, no man can follow is a map of the stars. Um, and I like will say i really like that they could have really put a fine point on the fact that you know the fucking lord of the the return the return of the king kind of moment of like the map that no man mm. can read i am no man and right. you know you could have done that whole thing and they never did they never called attention to it but yeah you know the legend is true a map that no man can read yeah they um, don't put as fine a point on it as you would think um, totally Especially with the like girl boss energy going into the character, yeah. Uh, yeah. they all think she's a uh, a prostitute. Yeah, she keeps because she keeps using fucking not even the right words for what just for the joke. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of it's just for the joke. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, Johnny Depp. Call, uh, this is okay. So so uh, uh, never mind. I'll save it for the wedding scene. Okay. All right. So don't love that. Um. I I don't love the bout the bout the the. The, the jokes, the like bad jokes, the nine pound mm-hmm. balls and the horticulture, whatever yeah. it was. That she, uh, well, the yeah. part the part where they get kicked off the ship again. Yeah. Um, and she has to she's like taking off her bodice or whatever. And he's like, yeah, keep going. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I saw her ankles. I'm like, this is so much stupider than anything that's ever been in the other movies. Yeah, it's true. The new writer, you know, <laughs> that's it. Yep. Um, the other ones were all written by the same two guys, so they had a similar energy. But um, okay, so then Barbosa mm-hmm. makes a deal with Salazar, yes, um, to be like, save me and my crew, and I'll get you Jack, take, and we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll do the whole the whole thing, so you get what you want, right? <laughs> um, and Salazar is like, cool, but I am going to kill like half your crew. Uh, just yes. to show you, we're serious here. Um, so he does. He that. taps. He taps the deck of the of the ship yeah. with his sword. Right. Just like, uh, just, like he's he's got an energy closer to, um, to Davy Jones in terms of like bloodthirstiness. Yeah, I think he's a big step up from Blackbeard. Yeah, um, I kind of think yeah. Ian McShane was on autopilot a little bit. To be, honest. I agree with that. Yeah, um, it was just. Looking back at it, Entree or Tides like felt like a TV movie. 
Yeah. Like, it, there was such a smallness to it. I felt like a direct-to-video sequel. Yeah. Because it, it, there wasn't... Because even, you know... Uh, so, we, at this point, we've well seen Salazar's ghostly crew. Mm-hmm. And they, it's not as big of a difference between them and Davy Jones's crew. Um, but at least when, you, when you're really paying attention and dialing into the movie, I think you can see the effort. Yeah. Um, especially when we get the flashback and we see, like, oh, they're the way that they are when the ship exploded. Yeah. Like and also, I like it that they're they're ghosts, which is yeah. we haven't gotten that yet. That's mm-hmm. it's so funny in retrospect when they're like, yeah, I don't know, voodoo zombies, I guess, for the last one, and we're like, the fucking ghosts were right there, <laughs> ghosts, ghosts. What's the third thing you can think of? <laughs> yeah, ghosts, vampires, Frankenstein's. There's so many things. <laughs> oh man, vampire pirates. Yeah, they only can sail at night. They can only sail by the light of the moon. Hell yeah. Great. She cut that out so we can pitch that okay. to Disney one day. Great. We'll do it. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Ah, oh, we did it. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway. Uh, okay. Um, all right. So, so he makes that deal, and then we get the story of why Salazar hates Jack so much. Can I be honest? Yeah. This may have been, like, my favorite part of the movie. It fucking ruled. It was you great. were like when I when I said I wanted to see young Jack stuff, and you're like, I'm gonna remember that you said that, and I was like, oh wow, it must really suck then. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? This fucking rocks. Yeah, like it's well, well, because like it's so cool because like you said, we've been getting like um, Jack at like his saddest, lowest, covered in shit, selling his magic compass for a bottle of rum, and in this. In this flashback, we get the moment that this, like, you know, punk 20-year-old kid became mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow and earned the respect of his crew. And, like, when his pirate mentor is like, Jack, it's up to you now. And he's like, I'm not throwing away my shot. Let's fucking do this. And he's, like, taunting Salazar. Yeah. It, it hit. I felt like I was like, yeah, this is how he his legend was created, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. And the anchor thing where they spin yeah. the ship around. I was like, yeah, that's a crazy maneuver that only Jack would come up with. This fucking rules. And then I remember at the time people were, were bitching about, and, you know, this was, uh, this was like around the time, I think this was like literally like, what, a year before Solo? Solo was 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, this was after, like, Carrie Fisher, Rogue One. Right, right, right. So this is right before Last Jedi, summer mm-hmm. before Last Jedi, and a year before Solo. But I remember people being like, yeah, and then there's this fucking scene where you find out, like, where his whole costume comes from. And I'm like, and I'm watching it in the context of the movie, that people are like, you didn't, I didn't need to know that. And I was like, you don't want to know why he wears the same goddamn thing all the time and every we're five movies in he's still wearing the same outfit and then they come up with a really good reason because yeah. it's literally the greatest thing that he's ever done in his entire life yeah where people were like here's all these presents and he's like well i'm never gonna take any of this stuff off because this is the coolest shit i've ever done yeah that was the cool part when he he was really into the presents yeah he was like oh they're giving me like it's tribute because you you did it you saved the day yeah, and it's like his little beads and <sighs> that the hat, and you're like, yeah, it's like I, I'm I'm in kind of a D and D place right now in my head, and I was like, yeah, if this happened to my character, like if I pulled yeah. that off, I would, yeah, this would all incorporate into my character's like wardrobe now. Hell yeah, 
So I just thought it was, yeah, like a really cool, yeah, the best version of this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Ugh. I thought it rules. I loved yeah. it. And uh, good. I, I, I like the way Teenage Jack looked. Mm-hmm. Like you can imagine like him, you kind of, there's a lot of personality in that, in that design. Yeah. He looked like, and he, he looked just like Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Mm-hmm. Looked great. Oh, God, man. That guy must have tore up Tortuga. Oh, man. Oh, man. How many kids does he have floating around? <laughs> Seriously. How has that not been a pirate sequel? I think because they know no one wants that. Where there's like three different, like his four bastards that are like at his funeral. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, is... there's the rumor that the that that that's who Margot Robbie is playing is the daughter uh, of Jack Sparrow. At what point are we like in the 20s, though? You know, like because these are all kind of set historically in a historical context. Right. So like if we go far enough into like, you know, Jack Sparrow's 30 year old daughter. Yeah. At what point are like she is she really is the she's the last pirate because it's like well we would be 19- in like the 1700s at that point still that's true we are we are pretty far back I I actually no I think like the 1600s because I think that first movie if I'm not mistaken I'm gonna look it up right now I think Please. that first movie takes place in um the 1500s like 1540s okay I'm gonna look so, up when did the age of piracy end. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I I can't believe that uh, Curse of the Black Pearl is not the first. So according to, come to up when I according this. to Google, yeah, the Golden Age of Piracy was a period between 1650 and 1730. 1730. Oh, well, okay. So the first movie takes place in 1720. So we are later than I thought. Okay, but. That could kind of be a cool the idea that if it maybe it's like the 1800s yeah. and she's trying to like revive piracy. Right. Cuz like, like cuz like 17 but like that's the thing, right? So 1720, he's mm-hmm. already in his like late 30s in 1720. Right. right. If he had a daughter when he was like like that day, like that week conceived a daughter conceived margot robbie mm-hmm. her being like in her mid 30s it's not that crazy no that that means that we're only in like the what 1730s like we're like in like on stranger tides territory that's when that would take place yeah so by that yeah I oh but but something else i thought i really liked about this flashback is i think something that makes salazar a compelling villain in this one as yeah. opposed to blackbeard is he feels like an amalgamation of Davy Jones because you get the spooky, crazy monster mm-hmm. stuff and the but weird, also- the weird um, speech thing, not the accent, yeah. but like the way that he like something is like yeah, the the, the ink kind of bleeding out of his gums and stuff. Yeah, and that sort of like weird enunciation that he does. Yeah, with certain w- words is like very Davy Jones in that mm-hmm. way. I love that. But he's also not unlike uh, uh, the other guy, the guy from uh, the Admiral Beckett. Oh, yeah. Because when you see him in the flashback, he is absolutely a Spanish sailor. Yes. And he is committed to hunting and killing pirates with extreme prejudice. Right. Because pirates suck. Right. They're bad. They they killed his dad and his grandpa. Yeah. He's like, they make the seas unsafe. I'm going to make it my mission to purge the ocean of pirates. And And yet. 
And yet the movie is on the side of the pirates, which I still don't really understand. Right. Yeah. But it's the one it's the one thing about these movies that I'm like, I really wish. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I you don't see. Know. But then yeah. there's a moment where they have like, you know, the survivors mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Capitan, like, no, he's like, no, no survivors kill them. And you're like, oh, he's that's why he's the bad guy in yeah. this movie because he doesn't have any mercy. Right. You know, no mercy. Like, like Norrington would have taken prisoners. Norrington wouldn't like execute unarmed prisoners. I don't know. Well, maybe. But, I, don't know. I mean, they're all going to be executed anyway. So that's like, true. That's yeah, true. Because they're pirates. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just seems more brutal. I think mm-hmm. in the moment, but I, I mean, I feel like logically if they're going to be executed anyway. Right. Why? Why have them take up space on the ship? I guess. Right, if you're if you're the captain of a of a ship, yeah, make those. It's just like no, because if we take them in, then we have to go back to shore. Mm-hmm. Like, why we have to go back to port and bring them in? Why do that when we could just kill them and then move on to another boat, mm-hmm. another another pirate ship? I don't know, scumbag Norrington. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, Salazar attacks. Uh, one of yeah, my they, favorite things about Salazar and Salazar's crew is the running across the water to the other ship, like on oh, foot. Oh, yeah. It's genuinely kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Watching just like, just like, there's like fog, and they just come running out of the fog full speed, and you're like, holy shit, God, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they're cool. And Javier Bardem has a lot of fun playing this like haunted yeah. Like you don't you don't get you forget that yeah, he's haunted. There's like a wretchedness to him. He's like a mm-hmm. wailing ghost. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, oh, it's good. Um so there's zombie sharks. That's a thing. Yeah. Not they great. Mm-hmm. But Not it the exists. They're on the posters. Yeah. Um and then we we get to shore uh and they can't come out of the water or they disintegrate. Yes. Um which so they're like, okay, well, We'll be waiting here. Um, and then we get this weird scene that just, I don't, what, what do they accomplish coming to Hangman's Cove? Don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. So they, they're here, they get trapped. Turns out Jack owes a debt to a guy who's stuck here. And so yes. he's going to make him marry his sister. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part where, apropos of nothing, Jack Sparrow. Oh, he's trying to convince the... And again, it's very like, oh, he's got to marry the ugly woman. Yeah. And she's he's like, what's that thing? That's a woman. What are these ugly, gross kids? At least she's not just a, a person. Like, at least they, like, put a bunch of, like, gross makeup on her and stuff. Sure. Now, I thought about the actress a lot watching that scene. Yeah. I'm like, um, I, I, I did too, but I was also just like, well, at least they put, like, diseased shit all over you, you know? So, like... <laughs> It's not just you, you know. <laughs> also, like pot calling the kettle black. Like everyone in this movie is like diseased and yeah. cankerous. But oh, so, th- so there's a scene where he's trying to list off reasons, and um, Johnny Depp says like I'm a bedwetter, and that is the second time in the movie that he calls himself a bedwetter. Yeah, and it's like an aside, and I'm I'm thinking I wonder if the person reading the script lines accidentally read him the wrong page. And he just, he, like a Ron Burgundy situation, he he just said that line again. Oh, yeah. And didn't realize, like, he had already said that in the scene, because, like, why would he? That was hours ago. Right. True. Or, yeah, or days ago, or yeah, whatever. Who, who, yeah. who knows in that moment? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or 
Jeff Nathanson thought it was such a funny joke that he wrote it twice, which is kind of even crazier. Yeah. I don't know. So, but then that person, the, the brother is shot by Barbosa, and that's how they get taken back to the to the ship. Right. But I don't know what they were doing there. I guess just getting away from Salazar. They weren't there to accomplish anything. I what I read it as is like they somehow escaped Salazar. Uh-huh. Oh no, 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 Salazar. Okay, Salazar let them go. Yeah. To find Jack and bring him back to the ship. Yeah. But then after they shoot the guy and free Jack. Jack's like, I've got the spare, I've got the black pearl in a bottle. And Barbosa's like, oh, hell yeah, I've got the sword. And then they escape on the black pearl. Oh, okay. They didn't have a ship to escape to when they left. They were just like trapped on this island. Yeah, so Salazar was like, oh, well, they'll come back to my ship. Yeah. Like, Barbosa and what's their nuts will come and take everyone and bring them back. Oh, they got away on the black pearl. Okay, 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 cool. So they were just, so Jack was just coming here. To get away from Salazar, and that's that was it. That was yeah. the end of the plan. And then he was captured unexpectedly, okay. some would say miraculously, by that guy that owed him money. Okay, 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 cool. Um, all right, and then this is when we learn uh, shortly thereafter that Karina is Barbosa's daughter. So here's my question for you. Um, so Karina is like, yeah. My or so so Barbosa tells Jack like yeah um I had a I had a kid you know I couldn't provide for her because I'm me I'm a scallywag so I I gave her a ruby and a journal and I dropped her off at an orphanage um the uh, Caius Goladario is like roughly my age, like twenty eight twenty nine maybe a little younger you know what I mean uh-huh. um so if she's like the age she is I I was like was she conceived post at world's end she like, had to she would have to be because he was a dead skeleton pirate i love that he couldn't conceive anyone i love that he after world's end he fell in love with with someone yeah conceived a child and was like i can't i can't deal with this and then like i mean it makes sense because the next time we see him in the fourth one he's like working for the military yeah maybe that kind of jostled him he was like getting out of. He's like, I can't piracy. keep doing this. Yeah, there's no future in it. Yeah, yeah. So that must have been when that happened. <laughs> That's kind of fascinating. Yeah, I know. Um, so this is the one aspect of the movie that I don't like. I like a lot of moments because of it. Okay, but 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 it is that, you know, it is that Ray Palpatine thing of like. Oh, oh, okay. So everybody just knows each other. Okay, great. Sure, sure. I think it's it's interesting because I also, you know, I famously don't hate Ray Palpatine. Yeah. Um, but it's I think what's interesting I don't about, either, but I get the you get, problems yeah. that people have with it. For sure. Yeah. What I like about Karina Barbosa mm-hmm. is yeah, I mean the she, name for, for just for starters. Yeah. Amazing name. <laughs> uh almost worth continuing the franchise. Yes. But she's different enough from Barbosa mm-hmm. that she doesn't feel like she's like the Ray of she's not like cooler bar cooler girl Barbosa. She, you know what it reminds me of a lot. What especially especially how they wrap up their storyline mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like it it's real like <laughs> like I I'm. The, you know, I I could never. Uh, you know, I'm not your father, but I could I could have been your daddy, like that kind of mm-hmm. 
energy in that last scene with them together. No, Reminds for sure. A lot of that. Yeah, like what could have been, but yeah, yeah, like it's kind of cool that they leave the 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 other partner a blank slate because I can imagine her being much more like Karina, and true, maybe Karina's Barbosa ness is like hidden underneath the like scientist, yeah, like what logic. happened to her? Um, Did he say that she's dead. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. It was like it, it was certainly an aside, whatever it was. Because he didn't, he didn't like, he didn't like steal this woman's baby and like just give it up for adoption <laughs> I, I without I, I, consulting I took, her. I took a baby that belonged to someone and just dropped it off. At an I made the decision for the both of us. We weren't ready. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because like he, I don't remember if she said if he said like, oh, she was this brilliant scientist, or it was a ho- said it was a hooker. Anything. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe that's I don't know. Maybe maybe it was. It must have been like a like a a sex worker that mm-hmm. like a tor- oh my god, it was Tortuga. He says at the end of World's End, or oh no, never mind. That was that was Stranger Tides. Yeah. Well, so so yeah, it must have just been. It must have been a. Uh, a sex worker who was like, well, this is not my responsibility and yeah. never is when this happens. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's a side effect of the job, but like, yeah. no, Ember, this Ember is Bosa's your like, kid. Oh, Have oh, fun. And then, and then maybe he was like, oh, okay, I'm going to put her in mm-hmm. an orphanage. Rather than make the obvious decision, which is raise a badass pirate daughter. Yeah. But I, Barbosa with a baby, I don't know. Right. Well, we just talked about it. it and had he already been... lost his leg at this point? That's a lot to. That's a lot to handle. Yeah, a peg leg and a baby. That's a lot. Oh, you know who could have raised a shit out of a pirate baby or a uh, Balkan skull? True. Rickety Too bad they're dead. Canonically Balkan. dead. <laughs> yeah, they were canonically murdered. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pro Karina Barbosa. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of it. I don't love how. Like random. crazy random happenstance, all of it yeah. becomes as a result. Wow, what are the odds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she has a touch of destiny about her. Right, right. Um, all we right. get a we get a, we get a scene between Henry and Jack that very much mirrors the the Will Jack scene in the first movie. Yeah, where they kind of share like, don't talk about my dad. Like, right. I know everyone's dad. That's <laughs> true. I know you're um, yeah, no, I think uh, th- that's good. Um, and then we get uh, Salazar showing up and we get this like fun, like canon sequence. That's like very um, Buster Keaton inspired. Yeah. Feels. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that where where he's like jumping from canon to canon and like, you know, landing on it on his crotch and. Yeah. <laughs> it's great it's great stuff. stuff like that just real real silly like wacky buster <laughs> keaton shit it's fun and he's old so he's like yeah. wincing every time <laughs> oh, no. oh god yeah. <laughs> it's good kill me <laughs> i like it um <laughs> and then what I, I really like the uh the island that's like a reflection of the stars like the perfect reflection yeah of the stars. so so karina has been trying to get these idiots to understand the concept of like a map of stars Right. And so she comes to this island, and the island is a recreation of the stars. Right. Um, they get off. Barbosa's like, you know, families are cool. And then, like, right then, like, Captain Salazar comes. 
Yeah. The thing that I like about the Island of Stars also is that um, it is – it kind of makes the island invisible. Yes. Because yeah. it's like reflecting – it's, like it's like a perfectly lined up with the stars above it, which doesn't mm -hmm. really make any sense unless the island's moving, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a giant turtle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. But – but um, but I like that, like, fake invisibility yeah. thing. It, yeah. it reminds me of, like, the trick in Raider or, or Last Crusade, mm -hmm. where, like, yes. the bridge doesn't look like a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, you know, we've said this. Like, I, you know, I think, yeah, Jack at least has, like, an arc in this one or a character. But yeah. I think this is another Pirates movie where if you just launch Jack out of a cannon and this is just the story of, like, Henry and Karina... Mm -hmm. Like this was like a much more fun rollicking adventure than I think on Stranger Tides was. Yeah. Like the payoff That's of like, yeah, definitely true. I will say, though, without Jack, it would be hard to get. Then it's just the British military chasing them. You, there's right. no Salazar. There's involved. no Salazar. That's right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely shoot him out of a cannon in on Stranger Tides <laughs> and the movie is better off for it. Yeah. I think. So um, they go underground. They go. They go to the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. They remove the water. They don't carry the water, mm -hmm. and they get to the bottom of the ocean. The seas part, and they see the 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 trident of Poseidon. Yeah, the trident. Um, I like the design of it. It looks like a pirate's prop. It doesn't look like what I was afraid it was going to look like. like. Like like they fished it out of a garage somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks really good. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's weird looking, um, in, in a way like almost alien, you know, it's, that's a good word. Yeah. There's like, it kind of looks like it's fashioned out of coral. Yeah. And you can imagine it belonging to like whatever a deity looks like in this universe. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, there's this, <laughs> this is, this is another, uh, a moment of like heavy criticism for me, but, mm -hmm. um, Salazar possesses Henry. And oh, right. before he possesses him, his crew is like, but Salazar, if you possess Henry, you'll stay inside him forever. And he goes, he says, the trident will pull me, will, will separate us. And then he possesses Henry. And then exactly three minutes later, he gets, he gets pulled out of Henry. And I'm like, why did we even have that conversation? Like, what? Like, there was no moment just, where... just, yeah, just it was less than three minutes of screen time that he was possessing Henry. Why did why did that need to be a rule? Yeah, just why like, do we no. even need to establish that? No, he could just possess people, and he just hasn't yet. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, uh, I think they could have made him more ghost-like. Yes, I think if he had, I think if he had had a ghostly tail. Well, but I really like him running on the water, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, yes, yeah, this, this last fight scene's okay. It's, yeah, it's okay. It's nothing great. Um, we're just, I will say the one part of it that I don't like is that we're just like, we're back on a soundstage for the third act. We're just yeah. like in a soundstage in a room, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's just like on Stranger Tides with the cave. It's just like the cave in Curse of the Black Pearl. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, say what you will about the two sequels, everybody, but like, those didn't end like that, you know. They didn't yeah. try to recreate that that cave of wonders thing from the first movie. 
it's unfortunate that in a movie that we've been pointing out how fun and surprising and cool the set pieces are, the finale has like the least imagination at play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they yeah. do the thing. Uh, okay. So Salazar stabs Jack with the trident, but then they, uh, uh, Karina and Henry have the realization at the same time is if they break the, there's all kinds of fucking riddle. There's like a, a, a rhyme they have to remember. Right. But it's like, if you break the trident, you free the seas. And they deduce that freeing the seas would mean breaking every curse of the sea. Right. Every sea curse in existence. Is revoked. Right. And so when Henry breaks the trident, the ghosts turn back into people. And they're happy for two minutes. Right. Because one of the curses is that, technically, (laughs) is the water being split. Yeah. And so the water is returning to the center. It's moving back to the center mm-hmm. and they're all going to drown. They can't breathe underwater now. Right. Um, Barbosa makes one last pimp move. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he descends from the, the anchor of the Black Pearl. Well, so first she sees his star tattoo on yes. his arm and realizes that Barbosa is her father. And mm-hmm. she says, what am I to you? And he says, treasure. Mm hmm. Uh, and then they like toss him like a knife or or a sword yeah, or something. Jack, Jack tosses him a sword, right? Because he, he they can all see Salazar climbing up the anchor. Right, right, <laughs> right. And then he said he may have been your father, but he'll never be your daddy. Your daddy and then yeah. leads so, to his death and takes Salazar with him. Yes, yeah. the The treasure line I think works because. Earlier in the movie, you had a scene where we haven't even talked about this, but Barbosa kind of has a witch prisoner. Oh, right. Yeah. And she stole the compass somehow from the tavern that Jack dropped it off in. And I think that I think the town just knows to give her shit like that. I love that. She's a witch. Yeah. Why do you think? Why are you cool with her? Anyway, but they're not. She's in a prison. She's in a but prison. I guess That's they true. Gi- they give her shit. I don't That's know. That's true. Um, <laughs> so. At one point, that that witch is like, Barbosa, Salazar's coming, and he's going to keep taking down your, your ships. Just retire. Just go. You have did it. And he's like, no, a pirate protects his treasure. I'm a pirate through and through. And so that line of, like, you're my treasure, it's, right. it's corny, but it checks out. Yeah. It's, no, it's corny in a good way. It's a father talking to his daughter. It's yeah. good. Um, yeah, the Shansa of it all, the witch... Mm-hmm. Um, is interesting it adds an extra layer of like why why that dude is so fucking gung-ho to kill a witch because he's got like witch execution blue balls like (laughs) because he just wants to kill this witch so bad i couldn't kill that witch because she's too handy and crafty right but i'll kill another one who isn't even a real witch uh shasta is played by uh did you ever see patterson with adam driver no Okay, it's a good one. It, uh, but she uh, she plays uh, Patterson's like girlfriend. Oh, okay. Um, that's a really cool role. Yeah. Um, um, she looks like the Calendar Man in this. Yeah, she's just gonna look like Calendar Man. Yeah. Calendar Man uh, would be great in the the new Matt Reeves universe that's happening. Oh man, you're right. I wonder if that's what he's what his plan is is to just turn them all into like serial killers. Right. If that's like his... like Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. type. You know, that was his pitch. That's his pitch. They're always mm. going to be different types of serial killers. Yeah, because Calendar Man would fit really well. Obviously, the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. 
But we don't know. Well, yes, we do. We do know pretty much that the Riddler is like killing people very methodically. Yes, he's a serial killer. He's, a serial he's killer. basically the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> oh, you didn't? <laughs> Flew right do, over my do head. Do you love all those articles that are coming out? They're like, he's based on the Zodiac. It's like, no fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, I caught that. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the arc of Barbosa, the Arcosa, if you will. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he, he falls to his death and the movie really sells it of like, you know, RIP to a real one, you know, rest in peace, Barbosa. Yeah, because everybody takes their hats off. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think of the arc of this character now that you've seen the, com- the completion of it? Um, I don't. Uh, it's not something that makes any sense, I don't think. Right. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. Um, I don't like thinking about it in the grand scheme of like the character in general, but um, mm-hmm. I do like that. I like it from the perspective of the arc of these last two movies, where okay, it is Barbosa on his heels, mm-hmm. sort of like I don't know what I'm doing. Seven right? midlife crisis. I'm back to life. I can do whatever I want. But I don't know what that is. And I mm-hmm. like the added sort of um, the added element of like I had a chance to be a father and I chose not to do that. But now I can't find what I'm going to be doing and doing it right. And he do- he's killing it at the piracy thing. But mm-hmm. also it doesn't seem to be like fulfilling him, f- fulfilling him. You know, he has all this treasure, but he doesn't have the one treasure that matters. Yes. Um, Family. And there is there's an element that I like there. But it's obviously not fully fleshed out and fully mm-hmm. planned. It's kind of like trying to be forced into there. And I can right. squint and make it work. And I like <laughs> it. But I wish well, I wish it had been planned a little bit better. Yeah. And it's, it, like you said, it feels so random that they even ended up on the same ship together. Yeah. And it feels, so really, it feels really tacked on. They find each other so late in the story. Right. Like she just she's listening. He's literally just like, you're my daughter that I didn't tell anyone that I had. There's not even like a a scene where he's like looking at a baby picture. And then one of the silly pirates is like, what's that, sir? Like, fuck off. Don't (laughs) worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. There is that great scene where she's talking about how much of like a scientist and amazing guy he he is. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't know. I think your father was probably a piece of shit, a a common. Oh, yeah. And then she slaps him. and He's like, don't you dare talk about my father like that. And the look on his face of just like, wow, she's like standing up for me. It's just pride. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. It's good. It's really good. It's, Um, It's really good. Yeah. And I really like her. You know, so it's all all's well that ends well, um, and uh, we go back to the hill. I think this is I think this happens on the hill, where yeah. Henry is talking to Karina, and she's like, "Oh, you're full of surprises, Miss Smith," and she's like, "It's it's Barbosa." Hell yeah! And and I'm like, God, I hate that this is like maligned as much as it is because like I want to see this character, like you know, Karina Barbosa, the pirate, witch, science witch, yeah. Like what trouble she gonna she she gonna get into? I don't know. It seems like they are kind of living happily ever after. Is the way that this because now that's true. Because we get we will uh, returns. The curse is broken. Mm-hmm. He can be a you know a family man now and live on on shore. He doesn't have to. He'll probably never step foot on a boat again. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Retired. Uh-huh. Nope. 
<laughs> He's like John C. Riley and Kong. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, and uh, and he's re- reunited with Elizabeth with uh, Kara Knightley and her yep. one of two scenes in the movie. Yep. Um, I don't think she has any dialogue. Zero lines. Yeah, they shot this in a day in sure. London because she was already shooting something, so they just moved to London for a day. Yeah, was it? Was the hope, thing that she so. was sh- shooting Nutcracker? Yeah, I hope so. I kind of think it was. Yeah. I think it works out timeline-wise. So yeah. she was still, she couldn't say any lines because she was so method. She was only speaking as the sugar plum fairy. Yeah. It was like Lady Gaga. It was like, you know, you couldn't just get Lady Gaga to do something when she was shooting uh, House of Gucci because it, w- it would have been Mar- Maritza or whatever her name was. Right. Um. So I, that moment really worked for me. I kind of resented myself for how much that got me. Yeah. No, I loved it, man. I I really loved it because you guys got to think about it. Like they have been separated for 20 years. Yeah. Like 20 years. And now like you get the happy ending. Like it, it, like I, I like the sort of ongoing like tragedy, like pirate curse of the at world's end ending Mm. um, of like, you know, 10 years later and he's like coming back to shore and you're like, I guess this is just how they live. But it's like, the 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 ramifications of that number one i'm shocked that will that that uh henry doesn't have like a brother or sister like a 10 year old oh, brother or right. sister yep once every 10 years yep very surprised by that um but but two um imagine after 10 years coming back seeing your son and your daughter and then 24 hours later being like well i guess i'll see you in 10 years that's yeah miserable yeah that sucks and it's it's cool that you know i i'm sure there's a fair amount of pirates fans that don't acknowledge this movie sure but it's cool that this is out there if they ever feel like popping it on and even if they hate it yeah you know even if it's a miserable experience you do get the button of will and elizabeth lived happily ever after yeah yeah or do they because yeah, uh, the post credit scene, the most frustrating post credit scene, because on Disney Plus, you can't watch it on full screen. Um, oh, yeah. You have to go into like watch credits. And, like, uh, yeah, I couldn't do I couldn't figure out how to do it on my on my Apple TV. I had to watch it in what? a little tiny box. That's weird. I was able to. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out um, on on Miroku or your Roku, yeah. really. Uh, I pirated but, it. But I <laughs> but I watched I just watched the little. I just watched the little yeah. box. But. So brief little trivia. So, you know, in this post credit scene, uh, Orlando Bloom and Karen Knightley are in bed together. I would have loved it if the bed was like Breaking Dawn Part 1 shredded. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which is completely wrecked. Yeah. Um, and while, uh, while Will is sleeping, you hear uh, the heavy, familiar thunk, thunk of a peg leg. And you see the outline of Davy Jones. Right. The a silhouette. crab, the silhouette, the a, a, a crab claw, mm-hmm. and then he wakes up. Will wakes up, and you hear the familiar lullaby of Davy Jones, Hans, Hans Zimmer's Davy Jones theme. Uh huh. And then you see like barnacles, and the ground is wet. Right, so implying like the, that he, he was yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, well, what what were your thoughts on that? I it doesn't make any sense. There's no sea curses. Yes. So so here's the thing. So. We've learned that because the Trident of Poseidon was destroyed, every curse of the sea has reset. Right. 
Davy Jones, the last time we saw him, was stabbed through the heart for more or less stabbed through the heart. Yes. Fell careening, no pun intended, to his death. Right. And he fell to the depths below and died. Right. So what yeah, what part of that was a curse? Like if the know. curse is if the curse reset, does that mean he wasn't stabbed anymore? I don't know. Why is he know. still a why is he still a crab man? Right, exactly. That's what I yeah. That was one of the curses. I don't I don't know. I don't know what this post credit scene is supposed to mean. Uh, you know who definitely didn't know what this post credit scene meant was actor Bill Nighy because he wasn't told about it. Oh. And then he found out about it and he was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. So because they just use the outline, I guess you don't have to ask his permission, I guess, because it, it wasn't technically performing. They probably just animated the, the outline. Right. And it's also not a likeness because yes. he doesn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have a crab claw and, yeah. and, and <laughs> it, a squid face. It it would have been if they had done like Rogue One CG real life Bill Nighy. Yes. Then that would have been like, hey, shenanigans. I didn't give you permission to do that. Right. Right. But, but. Captain Octopus face. Right. That could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I so yeah, I'm, I haven't done a lot of research into like what they've tried to do since this. So this was like five, six years ago now. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised. I'm I'm really pleasantly surprised that we both enjoyed this. I think I think you enjoyed it even more than I did. Yeah. No, I loved it. Um, I I really did. This, uh, you know, for how simple the plot is as well, mm-hmm. I think I might even like it more than the two sequels. Whoa, interesting. And and that's just because, like, number one, it's not three goddamn hours long. Um, sure. It's short and sweet, like the first one. It's, it's I think the shortest it's the closest one. one to the first one for me. Right, yeah, in terms of just being, like, one fun adventure. Yeah, yeah. So. And not, like, a, a weekend commitment. Yeah. And I think I think if you just assume something happened where a fucking the pearl ended up in a bottle in the in the in between the third one and this one, you don't ever have to watch on Stranger yeah. Tides. There's nothing about no. that movie that carries over here. It happens off screen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to like accept it in that movie. So Yeah, there's not like you know. a cool set piece where you see the pearl get like lost or anything. Right. So it, it, you know, without on Stranger Tides, I think this works as like a killer like a sequel. Yeah. A requel, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I won't. I won't. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to rank these next week. But if you're watching these and you haven't, you know, you don't watch the movies with the episodes, maybe maybe give this a shot. Yeah. I think so. I think so. It's, it's on fun. Disney Plus. It is. It is. Um, I'm going to start writing my Karina fanfic, I guess. <laughs> Great. Love it. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it. That's yep, pirates. We'll be, we'll be that, back next week with uh, our between episode and our franchise potential episode for Gore Verbinski's The Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. Starring. <laughs> uh, never mind. Just yeah. <laughs> you, you know. You, you know who. You know. Who's, you know who's in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have plenty of time to talk about that in that episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening. What lies in store? This is the tale of the Disney Marauder, the true pirate.